0: Aura, and welcome to another edition of the GeoDorable podcast with your hosts Chris Morris and Mark Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the GeoDorable page on Facebook.
1: Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Mark. How are you? Good. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the greatest podcast in the world. we are being Based modest again. Great way on to start. GIS and in New Zealand.
2: Yeah definitely something like that
1: yeah yeah uh, it's, it's good been to a be wild, mark not it yeah it, it has been we've um we've come up get up against a few
2: issues chris we have uh i've had uh, particular issues with uh, the internet at home um it's not working properly uh and then you know, it's just been so busy i don't know whether it's been the rugby i don't know whether it's <laughs> been you know the uh, america's cup work's gone crazy i just yeah
1: yeah, the rugby hasn't helped. I think we've missed about three or four nights with rugby games.
2: I and mean, it shows dedication. Unfortunately, not to this podcast, but it shows dedication <laughs> to, to rugby.
1: Well, yes. Um, and rugby's been going up and down by the time you hear this. Um, I don't know. With the Chiefs game tomorrow night, the Lions are doing okay. Mm-hmm. I, went, I went to the rugby on Saturday.
2: Oh, the uh, wonderful um, Mario Blacks game. Yes. That's a little depressing.
1: It, it wasn't the greatest spectacle of rugby I've seen.
2: Do you know, and and we shouldn't go into this too, deep, too far, but I'm watching it, and I apparently am watching a completely different game by the, than the commentators. <laughs> really? Well, if you listen to you know the commentators, we're apparently watching the greatest rugby game on this planet. You know, And the really? Lions were fantastic. And you're kind of going, well... No, they mm, weren't. No. No, when they decide to kick for a penalty,
1: every time they could, instead of practicing their... Um, try- scoring abilities
2: the thing that's been letting them down
1: yeah um, and the thing they'll need to do against the Obelix because the Obelix won't make that many mistakes
2: it's going to be an interesting interesting match um, I'm looking forward to it or it could be a whitewash or it could be a, I'm still looking forward to that <laughs> uh, yeah it could be smaller yeah. all over again so Chris
1: what is this podcast about oh should we finally get around to talking about it yeah it is the greatest podcast in the world I can't understand how we don't talk about it well, true. Uh, well, it, it's about all things
2: GIS, really. All things spatial maps, um, cool yeah. things in the news. You know,
1: good balance of international and New Zealand GIS news. Well, we like to think so. Yeah. Well, again, we're number one for a reason. <laughs>
2: we are indeed. Uh, yeah, bringing that kind of uh, you know international update of what's going on in this space, uh, as 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 found interesting by you and me.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but I've actually found because the amount of research we actually do for this even though it may not seem we do um, when we're having discussions in the office um, about GIS stuff <laughs> bringing, bringing, um, bringing our topics of the week in yeah, um, no. like just last week I had a conversation about LiDAR and I could appear all oh, knowledgeable well um, there you go. Because, did uh, you mention Doppler? Yeah.
2: no I didn't no? ok, uh, see not that <laughs> um, knowledgeable then well,
1: yeah, no Um, And then I said, oh, we've just talked about it in the
2: podcast, and they said, oh, we should listen to the podcast then and stay up to date. I had a couple of emails like that this week, actually, along the lines of, I should listen to the podcast, I don't, but I should. (laughs) No, you know, a few people referencing it, quite cool, really.
1: Yeah, it's getting out there. Mm. Still number one. Definitely. Uh, But speaking of number one, or important things, um, Uh our jobs, Chris. Oh, they are very important. They are
2: very important to us and our families and in, indeed yes so much so that um it's important to state that the views uh, in this podcast are entirely our own entirely our own yeah and sometimes satirical or comedic sometimes sometimes although uh as you've mentioned to me before if you have to point that out we're kind of missing the point <laughs> anyway
1: yes so uh yeah they're our own views no one else's
2: so mark ask me what i did last night uh chris hey what did you do last night I went to a local White Cross clinic and got a tetanus injection. Why, Chris? Why would you need a tetanus injection? What are the usual reasons for getting tetanus? Uh, Dog bite? No, that's
1: rabies. Uh, We don't have rabies in New Zealand.
2: (laughs) Okay. Uh,
1: (laughs) I (laughs) stood on a rusty nail. Ah, the old rusty nail. The old rusty nail. So, Chris, does that mean the shoes you're wearing around your house aren't um, steel
2: sold no uh no i'm a little bit embarrassed actually i was just as a pair of trainers on i wasn't really doing it and i just tripped and anyway uh yeah and now got um very well acquainted with my little toe okay hmm anyway <laughs> I'm, I'm now a little bit owie i've got to say so you know i'm, I'm struggling on through this podcast are you going
1: to be grumpy this podcast no more than usual anyway
2: <laughs> anyway should we move on yeah let's uh do some good stuff should we go to the news? Yeah. Okay.
0: Spatial News.
2: Now, Chris, we love new and shiny on this podcast. We do, I mean if it's we're like magpies to the uh, the shiny thing, really.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are. And so both of us were super excited to see that ArcGIS Online has been updated.
2: Yeah, well, it, it's shortly going to get a new update anyway. I'm not quite sure if it's rolled out yet. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure it hasn't, but it uh, is coming. And uh, Esri were good enough to give uh, to give everybody a new look at the or a, a, a preview look at the new design. Um, well, yeah, which kind of looks a lot like the old design, but I guess updated in a kind of a, a slightly fresher uh, way, Well, with some ideas borrowed from other places. Well, um, yes of course yeah. but isn't it often the way
1: sure what's the um, saying every poet is I a thief the sun. No, mm. every artist is a something every something poet like is a that. thief yeah um, uh,
2: yeah so it, it's a new look um, I don't know I, I kind of read through this article um, links on our Facebook and Twitter um, pages yeah. I kind of read through it and um, it's alright I wasn't exactly blown away by it but um, no <laughs> well I, I think the focus is
1: content yep um, so trying to make it a, a proper data portal um, <clears throat> pretty little icons where have we seen that before <laughs> um, search criteria where have we seen that before mm-hmm. um
2: grid views, views. yeah
1: <laughs> um but it does look a little bit fresher
2: um and what else is there to say about it? Well, I like the comments. Actually, I think there was a, a fantastic comment. Um, uh, Sam says, "Great update. Any plan to implement nested folder structures?" Folder <laughs> this, folder. this is this is a great comment. And uh, Michelle H says, "I'm assuming she's from nursery. No nested folders uh, is not part of this update. However, we have added the ability to rename a folder." <laughs> You had it there uh, here first, ladies and
1: gentlemen. Renaming yeah. folders. Renaming folders. I haven't been able to do that since. Yeah.
2: Mm. Mm. <laughs> anyway, you know, uh, it's it's uh, it's small improvements. You know? I have a
1: question Chris. Go for
2: it. Will this be available
1: in ten point five point one?
2: Do I have to know the answer
1: to that? Oh, the answer is no. No, I probably I, I thought it probably wouldn't be. Uh, it's not coming out to um, in-house portals on premise. Oh, yeah. Uh, till 10.6. 10, 10.6. 10,
2: well, they are always, you know, roughly a um, release behind.
1: Yeah, or two, so um, look out for it next year if you like it.
2: Let us know. Yeah. Okay.
0: Spatial news.
2: So, shiny things, Mark. Shiny things. So uh, I was uh, trawling the web um, as you do, and a colleague had pointed me at um, a nice little map uh, that was a yeah, really cool visualization, um, and uh, it was done by the Carnegie Mellon um, University Create Labs. Ah, the Carnegie Mellon. Yes. They're. Um, I don't know them at all. Well, they're you know as you expect they're a uh, one university. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. An Australian university. i oh, sorry, Australian, sorry, American. Yeah, yeah I
1: going to thought they are American. Uh,
2: yes. That much I do know. Yes, based out of Pittsburgh. Is, yeah. So, what are they doing? Yeah, so they have this uh, Create Lab uh, where basically they just play with technology and do uh, cool things, I guess, uh, guess we could say. Uh, um, one of the things they have is um, they call them Explorables. Yeah. Um, and all of these are basically maps with um, really interesting uh, visualization or really use, or really interesting use of uh, historic imagery.
1: Yeah, so they're I suppose they're taking GIS and infographics and sort of merging them together to be I don't know dynamic,
2: interactive. Uh, yeah, I mean it's kind of a range of things. There's. Um, i um, some of the cool ones. I quite like are these uh, fires at night, or you know, visualization of um, um, wildfires. And, and the icon, instead of being a little icon with fire, they've actually made fire. You know what I mean? Like you know, <laughs> the, 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 like 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 you see in videos of fire. It looks, it looks quite cool. Um, yeah. But lots of other things in there. You know, uh, fracking earthquakes, for example. They've got some really interesting time lapse tools. Um, So uh, visualising the landscape using uh, Google imagery and going as far back as they can with Google imagery and kind of picking things out. Um, And the Google imagery, I've I've never really thought about this, goes back to 84. Well,
1: surely Google imagery doesn't because Google didn't exist in 84.
2: Well, the imagery they have... The imagery
1: they have been... They've procured or been provided, yeah.
2: And and there's some really interesting examples of... um, know just how much uh, particular areas have changed so yeah yeah, I thought that was pretty cool yeah so I suppose we're just
1: promoting this as a really interesting um, types of map in communicating
2: information well for me it's all about you know um, you've got to make a map you need inspiration for it. I think these kind of places are, are really good for, you know, giving you that inspiration to try something a little different, to try visualization a little different, uh, little differently, to try and, um, you know, explore your data in ways that perhaps you haven't thought of, you know, 2D, 3D, um, time lapse, and so forth. I think they've done a, a really nice job of exploring this information.
1: Yeah, definitely have. So we'll post some links up to that on our Facebook and um, Twitter accounts. Um, but, but if you wanted to know where they were, those Facebook or Twitter cats what could you do, Chris?
2: If you can go to Google and search it. Uh, you can, can go you? to uh, <laughs> facebook.com slash geodorable. Google haven't geodorable. Have you not? You know I should do. It's all over the place. Number one podcast for a reason, mate. Uh, or you can go to um, well, look, my geodorable. Sorry, I've, just,
1: I've literally just Googled it. Uh, and? Um, and, yeah, we're all over the place.
2: Yeah, there you go.
1: We are number one.
2: I think our listeners already knew that. Oh, well, they they do because they listen. Can you try and um, sli- yeah, sound slightly less surprised?
1: <laughs> I just I just love getting listener feedback.
2: <laughs> okay, should we move on?
1: Yes.
0: Spatial news.
1: Now, in case you missed it, what happened last week?
0: Well, I was thinking about
2: this. Um, lots of things happened last week. We had uh, the UK election, uh, but that was somewhat um, marred by uh, the terrible events, uh, yeah, in London. Um, but it is the UK election we're going to talk about a little bit.
1: Yes, we haven't... <laughs> I suppose it's the, the better news. Hmm. Um, come out of the UK recently. Um, but as always, we mix it with maps. So we've come to The Guardian. Well, the Guardian, as uh, Clarkson calls
2: it. Well, uh, so it's quite interesting. I, I, I uh, dug around a little bit to try and find... Um, you know, election times are great for maps because, you know, the, the newspapers and uh, media outlets always try and find a improved way of um, demonstrating who's winning the election or who has won the election. Um, yeah, so the usual
1: know. one, there's one on the Telegraph I looked at. Yep. And it was a simple every borough, borough, yep. Count? Uh, whatever they are, borough, isn't it? Borough will do, yep. Um, they, you just moused over and it said who the result was and it color-coded it, but it, it didn't really give you any sort of scalar representation, it was purely who won this seat and what
2: yep. the vote counts.
1: Um, so that's why we've come to the Giardian.
2: Yes, indeed. Now the Guardian's done an interesting map. Um, it's it's a cartogram. Um, so a cartogram is where the uh, the size or the, the the shape of the area has been distorted um, by a value, let's say. Yes. Um, in this case, I think they've been using population um, size. Yes. A or a number yeah. of voters, I should say. Uh, and that distorts the shape of uh, shape of the country, um, but but the argument is that it gives you a far better understanding of um, of, of how voting um, has taken place, because small metropolitan areas don't really show up particularly well on a, on a map where there hasn't been the same distortion.
1: Well, you're somewhere like London, which is quite a small city, mm-hmm. um, but has a large number of people. Yep. Uh, so yeah, the cartogram they've got represents all that. Um,
2: it still looks a little bit like Britain. It's like a fat Britain, doesn't it? Which, oh, the irony. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does. It
1: does. But the other thing I thought they interesting they had done was, um, oh, it was gains and losses? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and just seeing how the changes up in Scotland, especially. Yeah, that was uh, like the S- Scottish National Party uh, aren't as strong. And they're still pretty strong.
2: Well, I, th- I think the suggestion was that many people have kind of gone, "Oh, we just don't want another referendum on whether <laughs> to stay or go, so let's vote somebody else."
1: Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear Brenda from Bristol, Chris?
2: Oh, surely there's a joke in there somewhere. No, I didn't. No, there hear isn't. Brenda from Bristol. I uh, just YouTube it. Oh, okay.
1: When um, she was told on the on the streets of Bristol that there was another election, she said, "Not another one!" In a better bristolian accent
2: perhaps we need to put a link to that on our uh, on twitter because you probably didn't do that justice i don't think i would have no what i do find interesting about the guardian's map is they haven't actually explained it
1: no no they they have um they have literally no title yeah interesting or, no? yeah
2: anyway that was uh, the election um Yeah, let's stop talking about politics. Yeah, that's a good topic.
0: Spatial news. So, uh,
2: let's move from um, elections to carpet. Uh, Chris, this... If you... Carpet and you have gone together before.
1: Uh, Have we? Yes, remember you submitted the um, samples to the carpet place in New Zealand.
2: Oh, yes, yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. Uh, um, there was um, episode, oh, gosh, I can't remember. A yeah, long time ago. long time ago. Um, but these, are the, this is a company that's taken things a little bit further. So whereas I was making um, Mapbox um, base maps using carpet texture, uh, these guys are actually taking um, aerial imagery and classifying it and then creating carpets from it.
1: Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool, I like it. It kind of reminds me of the mats you have in your kids' bedrooms when they're growing up.
2: I know exactly what you mean. I think the difference here is that um, they're an awful lot more plush, um, <laughs> as suggested by the, uh, the price tag. Uh, yes. Um, how much? How much are we looking at? Well, um, Hong Kong—a um, custom piece for Hong Kong was auctioned off at over ten thousand dollars. Hang on,
1: so are we missing a bit here? I mean, we make a lot of money from this podcast and its sponsorship.
2: Yeah, 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 huge maps. Um, should
1: but should we be changing our fantastic-looking maps into carpet pieces and auctioning them? Uh, I think, based on this uh, this report, that's basically what we should be doing, yeah. I mean, I do like, I could imagine the um, so the uh, Hong Kong one you talked about is actually the port of Hong Kong.
2: Yep,
1: um, and That's actually quite cool, if you were the port of Hong Kong to have on your... Entranceway.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, instead of everyone you know, having to look up the wall at a map.
2: And there are some. I mean, you know, there's. Uh, we'll, we'll post a link, um, and you'll see. But there's some some really actually attractive looking carpets. I think. I really like the different use of different um, carpet textures to, um, to to kind of understand the. What would you call it? The understand the underlying um, land type.
1: Yeah. Well, the map for the Netherlands, which is a bunch of grids from urban areas yeah um it actually gets really real depth from the, the roads they've put in
2: so mark what has this got to new zealand had to do with new zealand uh i don't know should i know the answer it's made from a hundred percent new zealand
1: wool all right yeah there of you course go. is it cut or loop pile
2: uh i believe it's loop
1: oh okay mm. Mm. So we are just putting down carpet in our place. So
2: hey, I mean it's ten grand. Sure. Yeah. You, I mean you, yeah. Yeah. That that wouldn't go very far in our place. <laughs> okay. So yeah, if you're looking for a new carpet, custom designed, <laughs> and you happen to have <laughs> a, a stinking wad of cash, then these are the carpets for you. Um, never be it seen. Yeah. Know,
1: or you're looking for a new business idea for those fantastic maps you're making. Yeah, I like it. Fantastic.
0: Spatial News.
1: Now, named users, Chris. Oh, yes. Go on then. Um there's been well I wouldn't say the grandfather of named users, but maybe the f- front runner of named users in the market mm-hmm. is actually SAP. Indeed. Um now their SAP their named user licensing is quite expensive. Okay. um yeah and nine Carpet to twelve expensive or? yeah nine to twelve thousand dollars a license wow um i'm not sure there's other deals available but anyway um so they're sort of been the forerunners of of named users forerunners front runners leaders so is that per user yes wow um but what they've announced this week is actually, this week, last week, a few weeks ago, they just had a big conference called Sapphire anyway, um, but they've announced some new pricing on named users. Um, cheaper. Well, actually, yes, there is no huh. pri- Well, pricing. So two modules, which it's, it's hard to talk about this because if you're not an SAP user um, and we're using these modules, then you'll just be like, why do I care? But two of their modules, uh, Procure to Pay and Order to Cash, Mm -hmm. are no longer going to be named users. Okay. They're actually going to be transaction-based. Okay. Um, And so that's quite a change. They've actually, um, we can go into the history about this um, in a little bit, but yeah, so they've moved away from a named user to a transaction-based charging. So what,
2: you're paying per transaction, so these are... yes payment oh yeah, pay- yeah payment systems yeah the commercial e-commerce okay so the l- the more you do the more you pay and the less you do the less you pay yeah
1: so it's more um, approachable more achievable okay um the other thing they've done is that indirect static read access um is now free as well so before you had to pay to read the data to read your own data from the database wow um and so now you can not pay for that because they believe the data is yours.
2: Oh, okay, that's nice to know.
1: Uh, yeah, and I just thought this was interesting because we know Esri have gone down the named user or identity route. Yep. Um, but yeah, we've kind of got it good um, compared to others. I mean, I don't know if Esri will ever get to the point where they're charging you to read your own data.
2: No, but you could you could argue they're uh, they're already transactional in that you know we have this credit system and you burn credits to do certain transactions.
1: Yeah, but not to um, not per user. Like a credit is a there's a premium content rather than a a um, pay just to do something.
2: Oh well, no, you do pay just if you want to run a, a hotspot analysis. Yeah, and use credits to do that.
1: Um, but what's interesting is what's driven this change and that is actually um, customer negative feedback ah,
2: okay. um,
1: and there's just been a massive case um, between Diageo's who you won't be familiar with nope. uh, but Diageo is an alcohol brand so they do Johnny Walker, Smirnoff, Captain Morgan Guinness um, Black and White J&B Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. I won't read them all. Over. Anyway, they've had to just settle for um fifty-four million pounds. That's going to buy you an awful lot of booze. Ah, uh, yeah. So, um, ambiguous contract language didn't guarantee outcome, as the headlines. Okay. Um, but yeah, basically they w- were using it. SAP said, and the judge seems to have agreed that they were using it outside of the license agreement terms but 54 million that's quite a lot outside that is quite a lot outside however there's a new case up okay with another company
2: do I need a uh, a new bed for this legal advice kind of thing uh, I haven't got legal,
1: legal no. advice okay, okay Um, but so another alcohol company um, Stella Atwa or their parent company um, they're just taking them to court for $600 million.
2: Taking, what, SAP is taking Stellar Artois to court? Yes. Are these alcohol companies, are they just drunk and they're not reading things properly? Is that the problem? I don't know. So, uh,
1: Anheuser-Busch, which is the Stellar Artois company,
2: yeah, 544-page filing. Okay.
1: Um, $600 million lawsuit.
2: Wow. And, and this is to do with... Uh not not using their named users in a way that yeah
1: basically accessing the data with um without paying for a license gee well um, so yeah <laughs> read your um read your paperwork and check in with your licensing um
2: yeah that's but, that's pretty stellar <laughs> Sorry, ah, that wasn't even supposed to be joke, but that's that's pretty amazing, actually. Um,
1: yeah, so two things. Um, the, what you call it, changes to named users. Um, so SAP's leading the way, maybe?
2: Could be, could be. It'd be interesting to see um, who follows Sweet. Uh, <laughs> Sooty follows Sweet, followed by Sue. Um,
1: Topical reference there, Mark. <laughs> uh, well, we just talked about Britain. And then... Um, Yeah, make sure you've read your licensing because $600 million
2: is a lot of money. It is. uh, Certainly not small change. No. Okay, well, let's move on.
0: Spatial news.
2: So in happier news, is it? I guess it's happier news. So um, our friends at Curious, who we've uh, mentioned before, so Curious are... Spark to own big data analytics uh, company spelt Q-R-I-O-U-S yeah worth looking up actually they do some really interesting stuff um, that's why I spelled it out because if you tried to s- <laughs> Google just curious you're going to struggle to find it Yeah, but we'll will, we will put links out obviously um, but um, so they're, they're a really interesting company they they kind of um, one of the things they do is they use uh, anonymized um, mobile phone data to um track the population in general so not specific people but to, to track the population in general and kind of look at how people move across um, cities and, and so forth um, amongst other things that they do yeah uh, but but you can imagine that if you you are a, uh, the head of marketing um, and you can start to understand how the population moves around a city um, then that's really going to help you market more efficiently well engage mm, reviews a marketing term I think you want uh, could be, um, yes
1: so they've purchased Ubiquity.
2: they have and Ubiquity are a, uh, a I guess a, a market leading um, marketing company uh, themselves um, so basically what we're seeing here is Curious um, are kind of skipping the middleman um, and I guess are looking to provide a, a full service from, from start to finish um, for their clients it's yes, uh, uh, a really interesting move Ubiquity
1: are campaign services but they're mainly automated so they've obviously got some smarts there about how to market again engage Mm -hmm. with people Mm -hmm. Um, and so curious have the data sets that understand what people are doing and so the two of them should produce some sort of super marketing
2: machine yeah so be prepared to be sold at more effectively (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't actually Strange. mind
2: being sold out actually you know um, the, the days when you used to get really random junk mail kind of seem to have gone and now you still get junk mail but it's slightly well it is more targeted I still find some, some things
1: that Facebook and YouTube throw back at you you're just like no no you're oh, not yeah. getting what I'm doing
2: Fa- Facebook <laughs> yeah anyway completely different conversation <laughs> um, but yes Facebook is, is an odd beast in that regard yeah all right.
0: Spatial news.
2: Silence. 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 Uh, so. Um,
1: <laughs> Except when you said silence.
2: Oh yeah. Obviously. So um, a little while ago, one of our um, one of our listeners um, embarked on a seven-day cartographic challenge. So this uh, is
1: a bit of um, what do you call that? So we. we uh, Uh, what's his name Andrew Douglas Clifford yep Um, we've mentioned him quite a few times he's quite prominent
2: he's quite a prolific map maker I I, I like his work
1: he does so we've mentioned him and he listens to the podcast hello Andrew Um, and he sent us an email saying hey have a look at this and we did and we thought fantastic this
2: is really good so if um, if you don't uh, follow the GeoGeeks uh, Facebook page then perhaps you should but um uh, Andrew said he was going to do this seven day cartographic challenge, um, so he set himself the challenge of creating seven maps over a period of weeks. So that's one a day. Wow, I'm really good at maths. Um,
1: <laughs> I think that was the point, but the interesting thing is that the criteria he set himself mm-hmm. um, to tr- I don't know, try and make the maps more different, so he doesn't d- didn't just print the same map seven times.
2: Yep. Uh, Of a learning exercise as well. So, on day one, we have a Christchurch Cycleways map, which is I don't know, it's a a bit of a cross between um, a tube map and um, a cycle map, I guess. I think it's really nice from a cartographic perspective.
1: Yeah, he's building on his um, previous uh,
2: underground maps of New Zealand. Yep. Uh, Day two, this one, I yeah, I like this one as well. Lakes of New Zealand, love the use of color, really simple shallow, medium, deep, when it comes to depth, and then, um, yeah, some just basic stats around maps. I think it's a really great poster, actually.
1: It does make lakes more
2: interesting. Lakes more interesting. Uh, and fun to try and pick them out, um, without, just by the shape. I'm particularly rubbish, but I got Rotorua. You got Rotorua?
1: What, well, I got Taupo. Oh, I totally get Taupo. Oh, uh, yeah, Wakatippi was easy as well. I think I got
2: Ellesmere as well, but, um. <laughs> Anyway.
1: Uh yep so sea, le- sea level rise in Wellington what
2: would Wellington look like after a 9 metre um, sea rise um, I quite like it uh, not much of a runway left um, but, yeah, um,
1: I, yeah I yeah th- I think this one actually could have been done on 3D would probably be more effective yeah could be um,
2: but, yeah and uh, 9 metres is pretty high <laughs> That's a lot of global warming yeah. uh, Day 4 a, a map of puns So I like this immediately The Town of Bulls Have you been bulls? to Bulls? I mm, don't know um, I've probably driven a fast through it But
1: making Bulls mappable Is quite a good play If you've been through Bulls Everything is a um, play on the words mm-hmm. So constable for the police station Social bull for the town hall etc Hilarious um, um, Hilarious. So, yeah, football's on the map. Haha. ha uh,
2: Days five and six. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> Come on, spread it out. So tired. don't know what's going on. Um, Tereo, uh, Mary Place Names of New Zealand. So that's uh, replacing the uh, English place names with uh, T- uh, Tereo um, place names. Um, Pretty cool, yeah. actually. I've never really seen a map like this, i got to say. So, day
1: five was the South Island and day six was the North Island?
2: Oh, he's cocked up in a couple of places. Um, didn't change Rotorua, didn't change Tapo. What are their proper names? No, I was joking. All right. Obviously. It's not that fun.
1: I think the change is meant to be in the pronunciation, Chris. Oh, is it? It's not. Yeah. <laughs> I won't try and correct you because my pronunciation is rubbish, but...
2: Uh, and yeah. then um, day 7 I love this I thought it was really cool um, I want like a tea towel of them uh, <laughs> <laughs> such a geek and domestic <laughs> domestic geek brilliant <laughs> um, but these these are really cool uh, basically um, drawing circles around uh, <laughs> cities and then I mean it isn't that hard right to draw a circle around a city it's not but it looks
1: pretty cool It it is actually it's quite an effective communication yeah, although well, I would put out point out the one in Tauranga actually has a lot of the Western Bay in it. Okay, uh, mainly because of the
2: shape of uh, of Tauranga is, is odd. Yeah. Anyway, I really like. It. So, yeah, um, yeah it's um, actually um, has done a great seven day map challenge. We should, think, we should see more of this. I that's think it, should, just as personal challenge. development, it's quite a good yeah.
1: challenge to set yourself.
2: Yeah cool um, so uh, that's it isn't it we have no more that news. is the end of the news um, so normally we now go to Top of the Week but week, week, week. we're not going to this week because we're going crazy uh, no just because it's been so busy if we try and do Top of the Week we won't actually ever get this podcast out
1: yes yeah, so we had a few ideas um, but each one required a lot more energy and time than we had yeah terrible um, really And with the delays and the watching of the rugby.
2: Uh, Yeah, we haven't really uh, managed to get around to it.
1: (laughs) So we're going to go straight into everyone's favorite game. We are Export
0: to Shapefile.
1: Export to Shapefile. Now, the point of Export to Shapefile is to maneuver yourself around the ArcGIS Toolbox tools. and each move sort of restricts the next move that uh, your opponent can play.
2: Yeah, it's um, it's expanding your move and limiting your opponent's. I guess.
1: Yeah, sort of like a tic-tac-toe, connect four, chess, checkers,
2: poker. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, general gist of it. Now, Chris, you're in training. Uh, I am. Aren't you? Because um, you're off yes. to the user conference in uh, San Diego.
2: Yep. Any. Uh, any. Three weeks'
1: wave, I think. Yeah. And actually, you're the only person I've heard about who's going to try and compete. He's what?
2: Ark. Yes. So it's cutting in and out. It is. Um, you were saying I'm the only person...
1: Who's going to compete from New Zealand, I've heard.
2: Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anybody else is going, but... Um- so
1: let us know. Google Geodorable and... <laughs> contact us on Facebook or Twitter and let us know but uh, so that means you've been practicing Chris or have you been too busy
2: I have been pra- yeah now I have been practicing uh, in between um, watching rugby okay so shall we get into it then we shall while your uh, Wi-Fi lasts. Um, Jumping. yeah whatever that moment. is so let's go quickly let's do a fast game
1: okay fast games a good game uh,
2: okay, you start um, uh okay well the familiar 3d analyst toolset. um delineate 10 data area
1: <laughs> and with the tin is Not that going to be your secret weapon
2: no, i'm just keeping jeremy happy
1: <laughs> it's hard to keep jeremy happy uh, okay so delineate tin. okay um i'm going to then move into near 3d also from 3d analyst
2: Okay, that's not too bad a move. Um, trend. Also from 3D Analyst. Should trend. push you out a
1: little bit. Uh, okay. I will jump then, if they're not the shark, configurable geodatabase log file tables. <laughs> mouthful. It is a mouthful, and if you're going this far deep into the tool set, uh, hope you can get out of it. I mean, in practical sense. If you're yeah. looking at the geodatabase log files. Blah, blah, blah.
2: Yeah. Um, oh, uh, con. Con? Yeah, from Spatial Analyst.
1: Spatial Analyst. Yeah, short and sweet. Uh, okay, then remove join from the data management.
2: Oh, uh, Extract values to points. Also from a special analyst. Ooh. I'm shutting doors, mate.
1: You are shutting
2: doors? Yeah, more than... Yeah, okay. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm just putting it down to the speed game we're playing. Curvature. Oh. Go <laughs> Back to specialist. analyst.
2: Yeah. Come kind on, of obvious. Um, add domain to field. Yeah. I
1: feel a little bit on the back foot here. Um... ISO cluster unsupervised clarification
2: I think you mean uh, classification
1: did I not say that?
2: no you said clarification but anyway did I really? Um, yeah you did <laughs> well, honestly you <laughs> should lose marks just for that see I've got you I notice. should
1: that is a um, yeah I would lose mm. I'd lose a proper game uh, create random points ooh it's like my brain um Okay, typo to raster.
2: Was that typo to raster mark? What was that? Sorry? Oh, I hate it one. Was, sorry, was that typo to mark raster? You completely dropped out. <laughs> typo to raster. Typo to raster, okay, thought as much. Uh, yeah. Mm. Featured point. Hmm. You're not having a uh, sauna, Mark. So I can't work out whether your yeah. your just dropped
1: out. <laughs> I gather that. Um, um, but I am thinking quite hard, but as my the meter on my internet runs out or whatever is happening, yeah, um, I'm going to export to shape file.
2: Uh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, well played, Mark. Or not really. Well,
1: no, not really. Terrible game, but um. You you actually played well, though. Not not to say that condescendingly.
2: Thanks. But you played well. Well, thank you for that. Um, I think we should stop this quite quickly because uh, you're just disappearing. Um, So um, I'm going to say goodbye. It's been a pleasure. Goodbye. And um, we'll speak to you again soon. Talk later.